You're listening to Uniquely Beautiful Stories with Heather McIneer, a place for you to find encouragement to fully live your uniquely beautiful life. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Uniquely Beautiful Stories podcast. I'm your host, Heather McIneer, and I'm so glad you're tuning in. I want to thank you for joining us here each week as we bring you stories of redemption and beauty from real-life women in hopes that you will find encouragement to go out and fully live your own uniquely beautiful story. Our podcast is brought to you by Cedar Creek Dental Associates. If you live near Oklahoma City and you're looking for quality dental care, I hope you'll check out their website at okcsmile.com. I promise you'll find an amazing staff, a gorgeous office, and most importantly, excellent dental care to keep you smiling for years to come. Also, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you, it would mean so much to us if you would give us a review or a rating and five stars is always welcome and pass on a specific episode to a friend who you know will be encouraged so that others can hear these uniquely beautiful stories. Friends, you're listening to episode 38 and my beautiful guest today is Sandra Trawick. Sandra is married to Walt and she is a mom who homeschools Hannah, age 11, Elena, age 9, and she is the founder of four different companies, Dolce de Donkey, Oklahoma Donkey Dairy Farm, Donkey Milk for Health, which is a freeze-dried milk, and then her nonprofit, which is Hee Haw for Health. So as you can see, she's got a passion for all things donkey milk, and we are going to get into that story today and how God used a really awful and part of her family story to actually bring about this passion for health and wellness. So I want to jump right in. Sandra, welcome. Thank you. I'm (laughs) I'm so so, excited. I'm so glad you're here. So Sandra and I met through a homeschool co-op that our kids all attend. So it's just been fun to get to know you guys. And we actually featured your beauty products last year on the Christmas episode, The Gifts That Give Back. Yes. And so sweet. Oh, well, we love that you offered a code and our Mm -hmm. our listeners got to sample those. So hopefully we'll do that again this year. Yeah, that helped (laughs) us too. So that was great. Oh, good. Well, um, before we jump into your story, just I know I did a quick intro, but give us, um, just introduce yourself. I'm Sandra Trawick and we homeschool our girls and we've always wanted to do that. And um, that became even more important to us when our daughter got sick when she was six years old. I have two daughters and they both now drink donkey milk, which is a little different. Our story abruptly changed June 6th when my daughter was six years old. Um, She woke up one day and suddenly had massively different Well, there's a whole list of symptoms that go with it, and it involves OCD, um, separation anxiety, not like you think, oh, a two-year-old has separation Mm. anxiety. We're talking about suddenly overnight wanting to tear my shirt off because she didn't want me to leave. And terrified, complete terror. OCD, when I talk about OCD, people think, they make jokes, oh, I'm so OCD. We're Mm. not talking about that. We're talking about from one day not at all having any fears to the next day waking up and washing her hands so much they bled within mm. a day. A hallucinations, oh my the whole gamut, and fear, fearfulness, and we watched Veggie Tales. There wasn't anything that I had introduced to her that would have caused her to be afraid, and she was waking up at night and seeing things that no child should have to Mm. see it was very very scary we would pray and pray and pray over her until she'd calm down and tell her bible stories about you know Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and you know that God brought them through the fire Mm. and 
I would be speaking truth into her while my husband would be praying in the other room in the middle of the night. And it was just terrifying to watch your child go from one day being totally fine to the next day having incredible anxiety and fear and personality things that had never been there before. Mm-hmm. And the worst part was nobody knew. Our mm-hmm. pediatrician didn't know. We were actually one of the really lucky ones who got diagnosed within a week of mm. her getting sick, which is very almost unheard of. Mm. Typically, parents go years oh and their doctors prescribe drugs, antipsychotic drugs, behavioral drugs, drugs that mask these symptoms, which actually what's going on is she had strep throat and her immune system was attacking her brain. So we found a doctor who said, I could keep you as my best client till she's 18 or 21. And he said, but I could also just send, and he didn't even see my daughter. He just looked at our sheet within the first five minutes. He said, she has strep throat and she had no fever. She had no symptoms of strep throat. You know, when they have an autoimmune disease, one of the things we've learned is their immune system doesn't mount the proper response. So we didn't have any idea this was going on because she didn't say her throat hurt. Mm -hmm. She didn't say her stomach hurt. She didn't say her head, well, she did say her head was hurting. So she was having these horrible headaches because her immune system was actually attacking her brain. Mm -hmm. So he said, get her on antibiotics, she'll be fine. And we were thrilled. I mean, I had actually said to my husband when she was this sick, before we knew what was going on, I said, maybe it's a brain tumor. Mm. And he said, don't worry about that. Don't go there. It's not a brain tumor. I said, you don't understand. I hope this is a brain tumor. Mm. I hope this is a brain tumor that we can just cut this out and we'll have our little girl back because this, I don't know how to deal with this. Mm. I don't know what happened to our child. You know, you instantly go to someone has abused my kid. Someone has done something Mm. to my kid. We homeschool. (laughs) She was never out of our sight. Mm. I mean, I was like, she goes to Sunday school with this sweet old lady. No one has abused my child. Mm. And the problem is some parents actually have their children taken away from them because doctors see them, see this abrupt change, and they say the parent is abusing them. Yeah. And they take away the child, and then they are actually going to... Oklahoma City has one of the only tests for pandas. So they have to go to get the Cunningham panel done, which is about $1,000. And they wait on these results and they I've talked to them at the Cunningham panel and they have said, we have parents saying, please get these results. We've got to get our kids back. Yeah. They're going to court. They need this test to prove their kid is sick mm-hmm. so they don't get taken away from them. Oh my goodness. So that would be maybe a kid who's in like a classroom setting or goes like somewhere in public and they're having these just extreme right. symptoms that you described, but like someone not their parent is seeing that and thinking something terrible is going on at home or the parent takes them to the doctor we had just moved and i didn't have a doctor there yet so we were i said we can't take her to a doctor that doesn't know our child and doesn't know our family we needed to go back to our pediatrician in oklahoma city and he knew us he knew our family he knew that nothing had happened to our child Hmm. well we saw a doctor in tulsa who was the one who diagnosed her Mm -hmm. but he simplified it he said give her a dose of antibiotics she'll be fine not the case Hmm. some kids you give them a dose of antibiotics which the pandasnetwork.org is very helpful it has i was actually went to our pediatrician said my daughter has strep throat and he said okay let's test her and see if she has strep throat 
he smelled her breath and he said, that's strep breath. And I had been smelling it, but I thought it was because one of the things she had suddenly developed a fear of was brushing her teeth because she thought her toothbrush had germs on it. So I thought this is what's going on. Oh, anorexic behaviors are another thing. So she was getting really dehydrated because she wouldn't drink and Mm -hmm. she thought everything had germs. So a lot of kids end up hospitalized for what they think is anorexia, something along those lines, extreme food restrictions, and they will not eat, and it's actually PANDAS disease. So PANDAS is pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorders associated with strep throat. There's also PANS, which they used to call it PANS, P-A-N-S. Now they call call it autoimmune encephalitis. Pans, a lot of kids with pandas, it morphs into pans or AE, which is now they've changed the, the terminology for it. But this one, you can, your child can get it from the flu. They can get it from a virus. They can get it from anything that trips up their immune system and attacks their brain. So people say, well, my kid doesn't get strep it's not just strep Hmm. and a lot of kids that start out with pandas which is triggered by strep it can then morph into autoimmune encephalitis which can be tripped up by anything a common cold allergies can make their immune system go into overdrive and attack their brain so at the time i'm sitting in my pediatrician's office telling him this is what my child has it's called pandas and so how did you know about pandas before all of this even happened to you i didn't oh okay i didn't know about. so how did you switch how did you make that connection from she has strep we're going to do one round of antibiotics over to it's more serious it's it's pandas well that when we i should have backed that up so We were one of the few lucky ones that I started researching, researching, researching. I actually found pandas on a website for a natural doctor. And it said these behaviors and symptoms can come up from an infection that is caused by strep. And it did not say the word pandas. If that article had said that word pandas, I would have then researched it and been Mm -hmm. able to diagnose her myself. Most moms are the ones who diagnose their children correctly, have to go to their doctor and say, my child has pandas disease. Mm. We went to see a doctor in Tulsa that Walt's mom was well-connected and she found two different doctors. One we went to and she completely missed it. And then the next day I called the other one that my mother-in-law found, thankfully. I think I was crying (laughs) on the phone with them. And they said, they said, we have an opening tomorrow. So we went to his office, very professional. He said, do you mind? I don't need to see your daughter. We'll build out all this paperwork. He said, do you mind if my assistant trainee sits in? And I said, no, that's fine. He said, I could keep you as my best client for the next 18 years. Or I could tell you this is pandas and it's caused by strep throat. Go get her antibiotics and she'll be fine. So we thought that was the answer. So then we had to go see our pediatrician who was, I then explained to him, this is what we believe she has. He had never heard of it. He and I are in his office looking up this disease Hmm. that he thought was very rare. It's not rare. They believe one in 200 kids has this, Hmm. which is the same statistic as childhood diabetes. Now I've talked to the people at the Cunningham panel and they said, no, it's way more than one in 200, which I believe it's probably one in a hundred just from the numbers of kids that we have contact us, their parents. It doesn't have to be all the symptoms, but it's mostly diagnosed on symptoms. And then they run the Cunningham panel to make sure that's what it is. 
There's some that are classic, like my daughter, every single symptom in the book. Oh, and she also developed a tick, which a tick can be a blinking tick, a clearing their throat, a cough. For some kids, it's a full body jerking tick. Mm -hmm. For some kids, it's a shoulder shrugging. Mm -hmm. So some kids, all they get is a tick. Mm -hmm. And for months, they might have this little cough that's a continual coughing or a clicking their tongue mm. or blinking. Then another infection comes along and throws them into full-blown pandas disease or autoimmune encephalitis. So I think for my daughter, the strep throat was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think for most kids, their immune system is being worn down and then they get some infection or the flu for AE and or whatever it is, and it sends them into this full-on attack on their brain. So some people, they go to counselors because there's behaviors. Oh, I need to go see a counselor. This is not something you counsel away. Their brain is under attack. That's like going to a counselor for a concussion or Mm -hmm. for cancer. It's not that it can't be helpful, but you do need to treat the underlying infection and the immune system, which is out of whack, And then once the immune system stops attacking the brain, all those behaviors disappear. Mm. So you've got to treat the immune system. And the earlier they diagnose it, the earlier they treat it, the better the results. Mm -hmm. So it's super important that doctors become aware of this Mm -hmm. and can diagnose it and treat it. So for Hannah, how long was... How long did it take between you started treatment? You thought it was just going to be like one quick round of antibiotics. Well, actually, when we were in the pediatrician's office, I pulled it up. Well, afterward, he gave me 10 days. He said, that should be plenty. 10 days of penicillin, or one of the big antibiotics. We put the whole family on it. Mm -hmm. And before this, I was the mom that did not do antibiotics ever. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't do all that. We were all crunchy and natural. I've, I've had people say, this happened to your child because you didn't eat healthy. I said, I ground my own wheat flour. We didn't have processed foods in the house. I was not feeding my kid a bunch of junk, and this is why this happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter gave her heart to Jesus about five days before this happened. Mm. I was so angry at God. Mm. I thought, don't attack my child take me not Mm. my child it's so incredibly hard to watch your child suffer Mm -hmm. this disease I have had parents stand in my kitchen and their teenage child it doesn't just happen to six-year-olds it doesn't just happen to two-year-olds 16-year-olds can wake up one day with this they wake up and they're a different kid I can't tell you how horrible it is to watch I like that they've changed it to autoimmune encephalitis because more people understand that. You give it a fuzzy name like pandas, it sounds like something you made up. Mm -hmm. This is not made up. There are still so many doctors who do not believe this even exists. Mm -hmm. And parents are going to these doctors now and saying, I think this is what my kid has, and they're being discounted. And so their child is medicated to mask symptoms instead of treating the infection and the immune system. So... From there, I didn't, we, our doctor didn't know what to do. I researched and found out the standard recommendation was three weeks of antibiotics. So I called him back and he said, okay, we'll do her on three weeks. So at that point, she got worse instead yeah. of better in some things. It, she developed a tick she didn't have before. And I had already, God had already led me to really looking at our diet right before this happened. And 
I already knew that antibiotics can cause damage to your immune system and antibiotic resistance. So I, I just knew we had to figure this out. And I called the National Institute of Mental Health. And I thought they'll have some answers for me. And they said, our best guess is antibiotics every single day until she's 18 or 21. Oh, wow. Or IVIG treatments. And IVIG is a, another treatment that can be very helpful for some kids. It's about $10,000 every time. Oh my goodness. A lot of these kids need it every single month. They're fighting with insurance to get them to even acknowledge pandas exist and autoimmune encephalitis exists. So they are not getting the treatment they need. Hmm. And I did not want to base my daughter's health on a best guess. Yeah. They didn't know how to treat it mm-hmm. and they're admitting they don't know how to treat it. I think it was good for me then because we were alone in it. The doctors admitted they didn't know how to treat it. Mm-hmm. And when you realize there's no one that can help my child. And at the time we prayed and we prayed and we had our church lay hands on her and we prayed for healing and we wanted a miraculous healing. I was really angry at God for not doing that for us because I wanted to, I thought I will tell everyone that you healed my child and he didn't do it that way. And I was so mad. I was so angry and I kind of shut him out and thought, if you won't, I will. Mm -hmm. And I think God used that to get me to the place where we are today. Mm -hmm. He used my anger and he understood where I was. Mm -hmm. He lost his child Mm -hmm. and to senseless sin in Mm -hmm. the world. And he saw that pain and that anguish and he felt that pain and that anguish and he understood it. Mm -hmm. And I believe he loved me through it. If she had been healed miraculously, it would have been amazing. And I would have shared. There's a lot of people that we can reach now Mm -hmm. that now I can share our story and we can share our faith through what we've gone through Mm -hmm. in a different way. For us, that was donkey milk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how did you get from, I know know you were doing a lot of researching and Mm -hmm. and you were doing the antibiotics and, and a quick question about the antibiotics. You said her symptoms got worse. Is that typical for like a die-off effect or a detoxing, or was that just because the antibiotics weren't hitting like the whole disease, like everything that it needed? Or do they even know? Well, I really can't answer that. That would be more of a question for a doctor, but I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I believe for her it was somewhat die-off, Herxheimer effect. It depends on the child. Mm -hmm. It depends on the antibiotic. There's a lot that we don't understand. Um, it probably also depends on what the underlying infection is. Okay. So certain antibiotics work for certain infections. Certain antibiotics are not working anymore. So there's a Mm -hmm. whole level of antibiotic resistance. Right. So if it's not touching the the specific infection, then obviously it's continuing to get worse. Right. So the problem is your body is already in attack mode. So with autoimmune disease, sort of layman's terms, your immune system attacks itself. It's in overdrive. It is looking for anything that might be this infection and attacking it, which now they believe that strep is actually crossing the blood brain barrier. So mm-hmm. it's, it's attacking the brain, trying to get at the strep that's in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some different thoughts on that, but, uh, rheumatic fever. Some people are more familiar with that with strep 
goes to the heart, your immune system attacks the heart. Mm-hmm. So, so you were reading articles trying to find, and at this right. point you had the name Pandas, you had yes. some direction that you were going. Yes. Well, the immune system, when it's in overdrive, you want to modulate it. When it's an underdrive, that would be when you would get, when your immune system's lazy, that would be when you'd get cancer because it's not killing off the cancer cells that are populating your mm-hmm. body. So in this case, you want your immune system to go into, yeah, calm it down. Well, we found initially camel milk, which we started that, and she did have some improvement. And we then we went to a paleo diet, which is completely grain-free and as organic as you can do it's mm-hmm. very restrictive i threw out basketfuls of food mm-hmm. and we our whole family changed our whole diet to try to calm her immune system she still wasn't 100 percent. and um long story we were going to get camels and then we had a <laughs> dangerous escapade and with camels and i decided i didn't want a skull crushing biting camel on our farm <laughs> and so I called a naturopath who is all about camel milk. And I said, can we milk an alpaca or something smaller and less dangerous (laughs) in in the camelid family? And she said, oh, just try donkey milk. Hmm. Okay. And so we got some donkey milk and I gave it to my daughter. And within an hour, she said, I love you, daddy, (gasps) to my husband. And she had not been able to say that since she got sick months and months before. And then she got on the phone with my mom and said, I love you, Grandma. And she hadn't been able to say that to my mom months and months. And my mom gets on the phone and she's crying and she said, what did you do? And I said, we gave her some donkey milk. And at that point, that was all it took. We were not going to not give her something she needed. So we bought donkeys and (laughs) figured out how to milk them. We had never milked anything. And, and you already had a farm, right? You lived no, on land or no? We, um, at the time, my husband was doing a project out on Fort Gibson Lake. That was where we were living while we built our house here in Luther. And so we had some land in Luther and we actually got donkeys before we had a house. So we were, we just jumped in and tried to figure it out and we got kicked in the process and it was a learning experience, huge learning curve. Our, our donkeys had to learn along with us. They'd never been milked. And we'd never milked anything, and we were trying to figure all this out. Where in Europe, it's huge and very popular, and here we didn't have resources. We, if something went wrong with the donkeys, we would have to call a vet and then explain to them, "No, I'd get whatever medication they want." And said, "You can't give this to them. We milk them. We drink the milk. This is not for use in a food-producing animal." Equine vets don't think about Mm. that being a food. Nobody's milking horses and donkeys. Right. They, and so again and again and again, we would have to just figure things out. All these things that we started thinking about, everything that affects our food and affects our daughter. And so I started sharing about it and 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 nobody believed me, actually. <laughs> they thought, donkey milk, that's crazy. Right. They thought we were crazy. We heard maybe, all the Maybe jokes. she's just getting better because of the antibiotics. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and she was no longer on antibiotics. Okay. We did not want to do antibiotics every day. So, so I did long. three weeks, and I was done. Yeah. And I was like, if, if this hardcore antibiotic has not wiped out strep, mm-hmm. then it's not going to do it if we continue on it forever. Right. So we were not doing antibiotics. We were just doing healthy diet. Well, I did everything. We saw a homeopath in New York via Skype. We did all the, if they had 
ologist at the end of their name, I saw them. <laughs> we did everything. Yes. We tried everything. And the thing we came down to was paleo diet and donkey milk were the most helpful for her, which is very difficult. Yeah. People say, I can't change my diet. I grew up on a wheat farm. We come back from Russia wheat farmers. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very hard to stop eating wheat Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. intrinsically in our family so you can do it it's it's not fun but there's great things you can draw out of this and one of my good friends she said this is so amazing your kids are learning how to say no Hmm. and I realized that's so true because even if you tell your kid just say no to foods with red dye in them yeah they learn how to say no to red dye when they're a teenager. They'll know how to say no to drugs. Mm. But if they don't know how to say no to peer pressure now, mm. they're not going to know how to say no later on. So that, mm. I digress. Go. Yeah, no, that's a good connection, though, because we do. We live in a, a time that, honestly, none of us really have to say no very often. It's right. so instant gratification, Amazon Prime, get yes. what you want in 24, 48 hours, fast food, you yeah. know. So I do, I do appreciate those opportunities with our kids and with ourselves to mm-hmm. practice that spiritual discipline of self-control yes. and patience and yeah. saying no, like and, you said. It's a great connection. And we will feel left out sometimes. Yeah. We will feel left out when we don't get to eat the birthday cake. But it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And we can live through self-denial mm-hmm. of some things, and we know it's better for us. We do what's better for our bodies, and our body is a temple, and we need to take mm-hmm. care of that. Um, mm. So I'd love to hear, because I know, and I told our listeners at the beginning, you've grown to these four different companies that all have something to do with donkey milk. And I know that didn't happen overnight, but, and you said at first people thought you were crazy making the donkey milk connection with Hannah's health. How did it get from people not believing you to now, like you, we just talked last week, you can't keep up with the demand. (laughs) Right. We started out and I shared a lot about what we were going through in different pandas groups. And there were a few people that took me up on it. I said, we'll give you the first jar free. Come out to the farm and get some milk. They have to pick up raw milk on the farm. It's state law. And there were a few parents that did it and they would see really good results and most of them I think thought we were a little bonkers (laughs) or a lot (laughs) so we had a freezer full of donkey milk and I thought well we've got to feed the donkeys we've got to pay the feed bill and in Europe donkey milk skincare is huge and it's amazing for your skin so we started making soap I had already been doing it for our own family and for friends and we were giving it away and my husband said we've got to start actually selling this stuff right. you can't keep giving it away it's very expensive to yes. make and so we started making it and I talked to a few local stores and they decided to carry it and I drew up a little box and told our story on it and it became a hit and then we got in made in Oklahoma program and they did a little write-up press release about this new company they were carrying which got us in front of more news stories Tulsa actually came first and did a news story and that really increased people came from eastern oklahoma for the milk Mm. for autoimmune disease and then when they did the stories here that kind of catapulted we suddenly had a wait list for the milk and it cleaned out our freezer and we didn't know how we were going to help all the families that wanted it so it wasn't what's really interesting is it's not just pandas that it's Mm -hmm. helping Mm. we have rheumatoid arthritis people that are off of their medications we have one child drank one jar and now is no longer allergic to cats 
Interesting. <laughs> I know. I think that child is super healthy. And uh-huh. I don't know why. I don't know why it worked that way for her, but yeah. she's thrilled because now she can allergy. play with kitties. So um, we have kids that it's helping with their allergies, on, but they have to keep on it. A lot of them have to stay on it for mm-hmm. it to continue to help with their allergies, which allergies are autoimmune. Yeah. Um, one child with alopecia. Mm-hmm. And that is amazing because one of the things we struggle with getting people to believe this is that I can see a difference yeah. in my child. I can tell she's great. She's healthy. She's happy. But other people can discount that and say, oh, you're imagining it mm-hmm. because this is not a disease that you can see. Mm-hmm. Well, the kid with eczema who drank a jar and cleared up the eczema all over their body, you can see that. Yeah. The kid with alopecia whose hair is growing you can see that and there's some of these that I can't share pictures but their emails and their thankfulness and they're so grateful and they're giving God the glory and it's amazing to be a part of it one of the biggest pressures we feel is I don't want to screw this up Mm. Um, after the milk we had always said the first jar is free for every family that comes out then we realize it's very expensive to produce and Mm. They don't make much milk at all. A lot of parents could not afford it. Mm. And I cannot say no to a parent who needs it for their child. Right. But we also can't not feed the donkeys. Right. So we, it's a business. Yeah. And the soap sales help pay for that free jar of milk and the skincare. So we got in touch with someone in Europe. First, it was from Italy, and we started importing their milk. And then we were importing milk from the Azores. Well, that had better results, and it's organic. And so we're now just bringing in the milk from the Azores, which is freeze-dried and pasteurized. So now we can ship it all around the United States. And it's having great results too. The little girl whose hair is growing, she has been on that milk, not our raw Mm. milk. It was heartbreaking to me that anyone wouldn't be able to afford it. Mm -hmm. So we started begging on our skincare website for people to help out with people that couldn't afford the milk. And people would donate $20, $500. Oh my goodness. $5 and we just would keep track and people would, I could, I could tell some people were struggling and we would say, do you need any donations? And they would break down in tears or it'd be the single mom driving a clunker with a severely autistic child who is now speaking. Mm. And she'd say, no, I know someone needs this more than me. And she'd be in tears and I'd be like, she's struggling to make it. And she said, I know there's someone that needs it even more than I do. And so it's been amazing. We have never run out of donations since we started doing that. There's always been money in that fund mm-hmm. that we haven't ever had to say no to somebody that truly needed it. We're getting a little lower now that we have, we're also doing the donations for the imported milk. Mm-hmm. So that means people around the United States are now asking me for yeah. help. And a lot of them, once they see that it's helping their child, mm-hmm they continue to need donations every month. So I'm trying to figure out how to handle that. Do we do like a sponsorship program where every month you help supply this child's milk? Mm -hmm. I'm hoping like some of the parents, they can't work because they can't leave their child at home alone. So they're totally unemployed and they're homebound. 
they haven't been able to leave the house because they have to watch their kid every minute. Mm-hmm. So my prayers and their prayers that one day their child will get better and they'll be able to go to work. They'll be able to afford the milk and donate towards yeah. someone else's. Mm-hmm. Most of them want to be able to someday donate towards someone else's because they know how much it has blessed them. Yeah. Are the majority of these situations a case where the child is going to be on the milk for the rest of their life or do some of them when the symptoms clear up their body kind of recalibrates and then they wean off of it well there's the case of the kid with eczema Mm -hmm. he had been on steroids all the things nothing was helping covered in eczema doctor said it's the worst case they had ever seen he drank one or two jars i never heard anything from her seven months later she contacted me and said that cleared up his eczema. It's starting to come back a tiny bit. Could I get some more? I think we did two more jars for her, and she hasn't contacted me since. Wow. So I'm assuming that yeah. it cleared it up again. Yeah. But for a lot of the kids with pandas, they need it every day. Okay. I don't know why. Some kids, I've heard, only need it when they're in a flare. Mm-hmm. For me, I want to maintain a health. It's such a healthy, healthy drink yeah. that we drink it when we have enough. My husband and I drink it. Yeah. I mean, it's so good for you. It's been studied for hardening arteries. It's been studied for tumors and lung cancer. There's research behind it for Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, which we have people that are on it for Mm -hmm. those things, and little kids, juvenile arthritis. Oh my goodness. I mean, it is not just this one autoimmune disease that it's helping. So that's been really encouraging to see, and it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So. Yeah. A lot of parents don't want to share how it's helping their kid because they're afraid we're going to run out. Mm. There's one child who has seizures, 20 to 30 a day, and it was autoimmune-induced, and he has pandas. He went down to zero to two a day on our raw milk and then also the same results on the milk from the Azores. Mm. She wants to share about it, but she wants to make sure first that there's enough milk for the kids already depending on it. So we're trying to balance all that because we're bringing it in and trying to balance and make sure we have enough and that no kid is going to run out, which is difficult. Right. I'm in, my background's interior design. (laughs) This is not inventory management and all of that. So you know, oh, God brings you to a different place. <laughs> he does. And you're so. just, I mean, like where you are right now today is just still right in the middle of all this. Like yeah. you, in the past, what would you say, like two years, maybe three, that you've seen this explosion yeah. from doing your soaps and healthcare, and then you discovered the freeze-dried milk, which is helping. But I mean, it's right. just continuing to yes. snowball. Yeah. And I'll have people say, where's my order for my moisturizer? And I have to tell them, I'm sorry, our milk came in from the Azores and getting this milk out to kids who are ran out and their parents are begging me comes, comes over first. your moisturizer. And I mean, it's, I know. I, it's hard because the skincare is, feeds our family, but I can't, I can't put that in priority over mm-hmm. kids getting milk when they depend on it every day. And not all of them do. Some of them just need it. Sometimes mm-hmm. there we're hoping to have research done on this, but it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. They have researched it for kids with cow milk allergies in Europe. Yeah. And it, it works great. It's the closest to human breast milk mm. of any milk. But until we can re- research it here and get American scientists on board, the great thing is we now have doctors sending kids to us. Oh, wow. Pediatricians, pandas, specialists. I'll have parents say, this doctor sent me, this doctor sent me, because the doctors are hearing from their patients 
this helped my kid. Or the doctor will say, what are you doing different? And they'll say donkey milk. So it's not as much of a joke anymore. Yeah. And it's been, it's been great. It's been a huge (laughs) blessing, not just for us. Um, and you were telling me last week about even a big event that's coming up in November where you're, like you yes. said, you're bringing in some doctors and tell us about that. What, yeah. what all is going on with that? This, this has become a huge passion of ours. We had one family show up for milk and we were able to donate milk for her child and she was severe. And I said, I think you need to go see this practitioner and this practitioner who don't take insurance. And she just kind of hem-hawed around. And then she finally told me they had $18 in the bank. Mm. And what do you do with that? Because I knew she needed more than just milk. She needed some other things tested for to see if what was going on. Mm-hmm. It just really hit us that... And we've been there. We've right. struggled. And it's hard. People go bankrupt trying to heal their child. Mm-hmm. Most families, on average, spend around... just trying to get their child diagnosed and treated. Goodness. That's the average. So they lose jobs. They stay home with their kid. They go bankrupt. And I thought, this is not right. Some of the things that are helping kids most are not treated or not covered by insurance. We had these other moms out and parents, and we had this crazy dream. And we said, what if we could use our property, which is a complete gift from God, and have an event here where practitioners, the best practitioners in Eastern, Western, integrative medicine come out for a day and see all these kids for free. Mm. And then we have speakers that come and share their knowledge about this. We decided to do it. And I had no idea that a free event was not free. (laughs) So that's been a learning curve too. I tend to just say, yes, we'll do all these things. And then reality hits. I think, what was I thinking? Um, But this has been a huge God thing. He has provided everything we've needed. And right when I think we're never going to be able to do this, it works out. And we'll, you know, there'll be a check in the mail that'll help Mm. cover the tents and you know we need all of these things for this event each practitioner has a tent in the woods through the trails Mm -hmm. and we have interior designers and different friends that are artsy that are decorating those tents so it'll be a feel-good environment a lot of these kids are terrified of doctors and their doctor's office and all of that. So this is a fun trip to the donkey dairy. And we have a Santa Claus that's offered to come out and take pictures with the kids. How fun. St. Nicholas in Germany actually had a donkey, not reindeer. No yeah. way. <laughs> so we're going to have pictures with St. Nick and his oh. donkey and the kids that want to. Um, and that's all free. I oh. had no idea St. Nick's are like as expensive as lawyers. Oh. But <laughs> he said, because of what you're doing, I'm going to come out and do this for free. Oh my it was goodness. such a blessing. Um, so we have, we're going to have arts and crafts and things for siblings that come with their brother or sister who may be the one having health issues. So the, we have a, our farmer from Portugal is coming to oh speak. Oh, my goodness. A researcher from Portugal is coming to speak. <laughs> A homeopathic practitioner from California is coming, and she's seeing kids that day for free. Wow. And speaking. Um, a functional nutritionist from Houston is coming and speaking. We have families that have stepped up and offered Airbnbs, hotel rooms, houses, 
for families coming from out of state to oh stay for free. So there's just a huge opportunity for people that are just blessing other families so they can come. We have families coming from Texas, from Connecticut, all over wow. that are coming for this event. And they have such high hopes. One of the best things is we have, we're, we got a grain bin that we're set up on our property and we're building it out into a prayer bin. So we want there to be that staffed all day long with prayer warriors that will mm. pray over every child there that wants to come in for prayer or just for every child that, that's dealing with health issues. Mm. It's not just for Pandas kids. Um, we are having uh, kids with juvenile arthritis that are coming with autoimmune disease. It's free for any family with a sick child. Mm. But I want people that want to learn to come and come and listen to the speakers. You don't get to see the practitioners, but you can come and listen and learn how to be healthy, how to eat healthy, how to make sure your child's immune system is in a good place Mm -hmm. because it's so much easier than having this happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you can prevent it. I don't know if anyone could prevent this from happening. Mm but I do know that most of us Americans can learn how to be healthier mm-hmm. and we'd love them to come, but we will ask for a donation at the door. Hey, <laughs> so tell me the date and then um, is there like a spot on your website or Facebook or somewhere that people can go for more information? Yes, it is November 2nd out on our farm. Um, there's on our Facebook for the skincare Dolce Day Donkey. There's an events page and okay. you can register there. We do ask that everyone register. It's free, but we need a head count, so we'll have a chair for you. Yeah. Otherwise, you're sitting on the ground. <laughs> sitting on the ground. Bring a blanket. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. And I'll put a link in the, the notes to this episode for all your, your Facebook page. Okay. And then um, if you have any other sites that you, or articles or anything that you think would be um, helpful for parents, I'll link those up so that people can find them. Great. But, um, Wonderful. What last words or thoughts would you have for any, maybe for um, parents who are just kind of in the beginning of this and they're seeing some concerning symptoms for a child, or maybe they've already been to doctors and they're getting no answers? Like, what would you say to that mom who's, you know, take yourself back to when Hannah was six and you were right in the middle of all of that? How would you encourage that mom? I would say, don't take no for an answer and try everything. Try every for some families antibiotics are the answer IVIG is the answer don't take no for an answer if it's donkey milk or Twinkies I don't care (laughs) if it if it helps your child do it and try it and and don't stop and make that basket Mm -hmm. for your kid don't just throw them in the Nile make sure that you do everything you can and don't think you can't do it because God has equipped you to do it. Mm. And he is the one caring for your child, even though sometimes it feels so lonely and alone. There's a purpose in your pain and you'll get through it. I don't know how, I don't know (laughs) what that answer will be for every mom out there. For some kids, this is a battle that isn't just an overnight fix. And I don't understand why some kids get better and some kids don't. And it is incredibly painful. It is a spiritual battle. There is so much more to this than just a physical battle. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a fight for our children. Mm -hmm. And I believe our children are important. 
and we all do, mm -hmm. but I think this next generation is incredibly important mm -hmm. because there is a huge war going on for our children. Mm -hmm. And until we acknowledge that and get on our knees and pray for them, I'm scared because we don't even know there's a war mm -hmm. and it's being fought and we're losing because we're not fighting. I really want to encourage parents that have a child diagnosed with PANDAS or with autoimmune encephalitis to share what they're going through, share it publicly. I wasn't brave enough to share this until my daughter was better. There are some parents that are so brave and they're sharing while they're in the throes of this what they're going through. Some of those parents are know what is happening with their child because someone else shared. Mm -hmm. And until you share what's happening, even though it's really, really hard, more kids are going to be misdiagnosed and more kids are going to have permanent damage because it's under the table. Mm -hmm. I, I know there are parents who reach out to me brokenhearted. Absolutely. They don't ask their church for help. They don't ask their friends for help. They don't tell anyone what they're going through. And it's incredibly hard to suffer through this on your own. Mm -hmm. Ask for help. Church, be the church. Treat these families like their child has cancer. What would you do? You would take them meals. Mm -hmm. You would pray for them. You would not pretend everything is okay. When their child is in the hospital, go and visit and not judge the families for being mm -hmm. bad parents. This has nothing to do with parenting. And don't blame yourself. Do not blame yourself. I blamed myself and I blamed everybody. And don't blame God because he will work through it. Mm -hmm. And there will be, eventually we'll see how it all works out. Mm -hmm. And we may not see it in this life. For us, one of the biggest blessings is we get to see how God used our pain mm -hmm. to help others. And it's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a blessing. We get thank you notes and we see the parents and we get the hugs and we see mm -hmm. the, the looks on their faces. Mm -hmm. It's such a huge reward. And for some parents, they're not going to get that reward till heaven. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get the reward for staying home with their kid, not getting to go to church because they're homebound, losing friendships because p friends don't understand why their kid is out of control. Mm -hmm. They're not going to see that reward on earth, but they will eventually. Mm -hmm. And so don't give up. Mm. Gosh, I appreciate that encouragement really for, for any parent that's going through anything with their child, not just the autoimmune specific right. stuff. But I mean, I really appreciate your encouragement about sharing our journey and not being embarrassed or feeling shame or, you know, whether that's pandas, autoimmune, depression, anxiety, yes, allergies. I mean, anything, yes. you know, I feel like, you know, we kind of do live in a time where people put their best out there and, and it's not everything's not for public, you mm -hmm. know, so, but, right. but I do think we really need to find the balance there. Have our, your people that are right. your safe people that you're really opening up to. And I so appreciate your encouragement with that and just your time today, just sharing your story. I know on this side of it, it's easier for mm -hmm. you to share your story. And like you said, God has just done so much to bring beauty from your yes. pain. Yeah. Um, so I thank you for your time. Thank you for your <laughs> podcast. It's so encouraging. And I love what you're oh. doing and, shining light on people's stories and it's yeah. wonderful it's a great way to share and 
Oh, well, thank you. you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Gosh, and listeners, we're so thankful for you being here. I will link up everything, uh, all the ways that you can get in touch with Sandra and just the amazing things that God is doing through her and her farm and her family. I do hope to get her her products in on my Christmas episode (laughs) so that we can offer you guys a discount if she has enough. As we've heard, they're in high demand. So we may not be able to do that. We'll uh, work it out. Yeah, I hope so. But I do hope today you've been encouraged through her story just to see just that redemption element of God and really just the purpose of this whole podcast that we all have a uniquely beautiful story and that some of the most beautiful things about our story come from the most difficult parts of our journey Um, but that God who loves us he connects all of that. And so we do. It's, it's Sandra and I's hope that you were encouraged today and that you're able to look at your life whether, wherever you are, whether you're in the middle of the hard or whether you're on the other side of it, that you're able to see God through it and that as you seek Him, that you will go out and fully live your one uniquely beautiful story. Thank you for listening to Uniquely Beautiful Stories with Heather McInear. Share this podcast with a friend and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Now go live your own story.